0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So I have a question for you. Are faith and politics really mutually exclusive? This is Life with Monica Matthews. Somebody's got to say it. The Indian Parliament recently passed something called the Citizenship Amendment Act. Since the passing of that, India has seen violent protests in response to it. Huge crowds turned out again Tuesday to protest India's new citizenship law. They say it's an attempt to marginalize Muslims. Protests have been going on for days. Police firing tear gas at rock throwing protesters. Buses and cars have been damaged and fires have been set. There have been at least five deaths since the protest started last week. I ask you again, are faith and politics mutually exclusive? When I started my radio career, I started with the show name of Monica Matthews, Faith, Life, and Politics. And I did that for a reason, because I have never, as a political consultant and an ordained minister, ever seen the mutual exclusivity of faith and politics what a man believes or woman is exactly how they will govern and they will vote there's no difference between the atheist the agnostic the hindu the buddhist the christian the muslim etc etc Etc., whenever it comes to voting and how they view life and how life should be lived and governed, it is impossible to separate someone's faith from how they vote. Over 200 million Muslims live in a country of 1.3 billion people. The prime minister is being accused of creating a religious state. He's opening up his borders to basically three um, neighboring countries to anyone who would like to apply for citizenship with one exception. (laughs) The caveat is that you cannot be of the Muslim faith. And it is of faith islam is in fact a faith it is not merely a political ideology although it is a faith sociopolitical ideology at its core as you can see by virtue of how the uh, borders of europe have been overrun and when i say overrun um, i believe that that is intentional Uh, when you go to my my family's country in germany um, there's very little in the way of German culture that has been assimilated to, and why would you? Because your restrictions that you bring with you across a border in the name of fleeing as a refugee are religious in nature. And you practice that religion as a Muslim throughout every aspect of your life because that's how most religions work. So, I took to Twitter earlier today and I had to have this conversation about special class because what you see happening here in India in my humble opinion is a res- a latent response to uh special classism, if you will. The dreaded isms of the world, right? Uh sexism, racism, all of that. Um And I said, one could reasonably argue special class implementation is having its expected outcome. A true travesty of brutality, it's merely humans doing what humans do to ensure their respective survival. Tell me again how faith and politics don't always collide. Probably could have worded that differently. A little bit more better, but you get the point. I am not in favor at all of special classes with the exception of children handicapped and elderly and and i you know i've been quoted as saying we either recognize as humans that we're equal or we suffer mandating special rights over another is inherently negligent in the pursuit of equality of justice for all now it begs the question Do you really think the human psyche is capable of allowing for special protections without succumbing to the temptation of envy and bitterness toward those who have said special protection? Clearly with children, with the handicapped and with the elderly, you are dealing with groups of individuals who are at a physical or otherwise developmental disadvantage to the rest of the population and i th- i i would think that most people think that's a good idea to protect those individuals who cannot protect themselves who may not even be old enough to realize they need protecting or maybe they are so old and demented that they don't remember that they need to be protected or physically people need to have special accommodations made so that they too can participate in life. I will tell you this, as someone who travels to Europe quite a bit, um, you will be hard-pressed as a handicapped individual to feel welcome. The special accommodations that we allow for in this country of the United States of America are truly supreme in accordance with, uh, with others. Uh, across the globe it is astounding it is nearly impossible to get around in some European cities particularly as a handicapped individual it would blow your mind but as it relates to this citizenship bill right because India is becoming a Hindu nation well India has always been a Hindu nation but India also started to make way For those who were not Hindu, and in my humble opinion, have now looked around them, at the world around them, and they see something that others are not willing to admit, which is a religious political ideology is sweeping the world at this point. And yes, including here in the United States, it is true. In the way of Sharia law and other Islamic factions that are, in fact, infiltrating cultures that are otherwise predicated upon liberty, that are otherwise predicated upon a democracy. So I'm going to ask you the question again. Can or are politics and faith mutually exclusive? Can we ever admit that we've gotten to a place where we've graduated from the need to protect a particular class to bring them into the liberty that everyone else enjoys because we have in fact arrived. Can we ever get to that point when we admit that we have a voting block of women and minorities, blacks, Asians, otherwise, uh, 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 other people other than Caucasians who can actually show up and men who can actually show up and vote like we we've gotten there can't can we ever just admit that we've gotten there that we've arrived and that the need for special privileges is quite possibly archaic I don't know. What are your thoughts? Sound off. You can leave a voice message, a new feature on my website. I'm very excited about on basically every page of my website, but I'd love to know what it is you're leaving a message in conjunction to. So if you go to my podcast portion of my website. Simply click on podcast. It'll take you right to my podcasts. You'll see my daily podcast uploaded, whichever one you'd like to listen to and sound off about. I would love, love, love to hear your voice. Keep in mind that I will be able to utilize your voice on terrestrial airwaves or my podcasts and any other medium that I choose to use it. So whatever you leave will then become my property so you are signing off on that I just want that to be clear as we move forward but I would love to hear your voice that's why I'm here that is why I'm on the air I hope to represent a demographic of people who are patriotic who are sober-minded who are liberty-minded who are like-minded in conjunction with all three of those right And I'd love to represent voices who don't even know what to articulate or how to articulate it. I hear from you all the time, and I'm humbled to be able to do so. But I really want to hear from you. I want to give you the opportunity to have your voice be heard. It is so important. Your actual voice. Something outside of your fingertips. Something outside of social media, you know, brings to mind the meme of Kermit the Frog and he's like frantically typing (laughs) a response which you know is what we do on social media but I would love to hear from you so again my website MonicaMatthews.com you can follow me on Twitter at Monica On Air Talk Monty Matthews on Facebook M-O-N-I M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S be kind to your neighbor beginning with yourself and remember if you're an American act like one